0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Double G NFL Picks Podcast. In this podcast, the Double Gs, who are father and son, go through all the NFL games week by week, picking who they think is going to win each matchup. My name's Graham. I'm the first of the Double Gs.
1: And my name's Griffin, and I'm the second of the Double Gs.
0: Right, well, week six is very much in the bag. Quite a few shocks this week, yep. I think we can safely say.
1: Yep, there are some really shocking games I mean, there are a lot of upsets that I did certainly not see coming.
0: Absolutely. Right. Let's go through them all. We started off with the Thursday night game, the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. We both picked the Chiefs to win this one and they did, but not as emphatically as I thought they would. It was only 19 points to eight, which is a very unusual score for an NFL game. Again, the Chiefs just seem to struggle to put away bad teams. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the lack of quality wide receivers, but they seem to be holding teams down defensively, but offensively. They're just not doing them. Big game for Travis Kelsey, though, 124 yards. What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, but what you said is really too light. I mean, the Chiefs' offense, like you'd expect them to have some explosions, but I don't think they scored over 30 points this year yet. There are a lot of teams that are looking really bad and the Chiefs have struggled against them and they've only just barely been able to win. The last few years, we have seen a lot of Chiefs blowouts, but so far this year, they've all been close Chiefs wins.
0: Absolutely. Then we had the third London game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We both went Ravens and we were both right. The Ravens running out 24-16 winners. Quite an easy game, really, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't really as close as, as the score suggests. Um, Justin Tucker kicked six field goals, which obviously helped them out massively. But the Titans just look pretty dire at the moment, don't
1: they? Yeah, I mean, like, in the first quarter, the Ravens especially were just kicking field goals. But then they got a touchdown to make it 18-3. to But then the Titans did respond. That's when the Titans suddenly had a little bit of a spark, scoring 10 straight to make it 18-13. But a lot of stuff went badly for the Titans. And, yeah, the Ravens did manage to pull off the upset.
0: Then we move on to the Sunday slate of games, the first one of which was the Washington Commanders at the Atlanta Falcons. We both went Falcons and, well, we were wrong. Yep. The Commanders running out 24-16 winners. Funny enough, the, the last two games have both been 24-16, exactly the same score. I mean, Falcons looked really disappointing. I have to say, Desmond Ridder, down by eight points, got the ball three times to end the game and threw three interceptions. Yep. Couldn't do it. All they needed was a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Had three attempts and couldn't do it. Really disappointed. I was quite big on this Falcons team to start the season, and now I have to say I'm not.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Desmond Reddy here, he's not really been looking too great. Obviously, I feel like the offence has definitely been leaning on Bijan Robinson, but I feel like the Commanders was sort of game plan for him, wouldn't you say, yeah. last week? Absolutely. Yeah, this thing, teams are aware that he can come out and he can throw they're going to do everything they can to shut him down. And to be fair, it's not easy, but the commander's defense did sort of contain him a bit. So, yeah, and that helped their offense get, well, not really an easy win, because obviously the Falcons did put up a fight, but quite a comfortable win.
0: Absolutely. Next up, we had the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. We both went Bears really based on their 40 to 20 victory over the commanders the previous week where they seem to have uh, come alive a bit. But we were both wrong. The Vikings won this one 19-13. But it has to be said that the main reason for this was Justin Fields going out and their rookie QB coming in and having a couple of horrendous turnovers that effectively handed the game to the Vikings. So it was really the Vikings' D, but helped massively by the Bears' rookie quarterback having to come in and and play a game he wasn't expecting to, that won a close one for the Vikings.
1: So the Bears' rookie QB had the worst ever start you could get to an NFL career. On his first snap in the NFL, he fumbles and the Vikings' defense picks it up and takes it in for a defensive touchdown. Like, that is the worst start you can get to an NFL career. It's I feel sort of bad, like, what an entrance to the NFL, you know?
0: Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. We both went Bengals on this one. And they did hang on, and I do mean hang on, for a 17-13 win. How the Seahawks didn't win this one, I will never know. Absolutely beggars belief. Late on, I think they had the ball three times in the Bengals red zone and couldn't punch it in. Once Geno Smith threw a pick, then I think they had a turnover on downs or was it they missed a field goal or something? And then at the end, they had it again and had a turnover on downs. I thought the Bengals would win more comfortably than they did, but having watched the game, Seahawks, really big missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean that game was just—it was just loads of turnovers. Like I literally saw Joe Burrow driving down the field, and he threw like a pick on the end, I believe, and then on the next play, Geno Smith throws a pick, and then like a few possessions later, Joe Burrow throws a pick, and then Geno Smith throws a pick. It was so many turnovers, such a poor offensive game. I mean both offenses like went off early. Like it was most of those points were scored like in the first half. There was barely any scoring in the second half, honestly. I think it was 14-10 at halftime, so only six points scored in the total of the second half. So yeah, just not the greatest, not the most entertaining game But the Bengals didn't manage to hold on.
0: Next up, we have my San Francisco 49ers at the Cleveland Browns. We both went 49ers and we were both wrong with the Browns winning out 19-17 winners. The 49ers rookie kicker Jake Moody missing a last second field goal that would have won them the game. But I mean, had he made that field goal, it was a 41 yarder, which he really should have made. But had he done, it would have been a massive injustice because the Browns absolutely dominated us defensively. They they controlled the whole game. I mean, they're, they're the number one defense in football for a reason. They made us look very ordinary. Sure, we lost Trent Williams briefly to an injury. We had Debo Samuel go out. We had Christian McCaffrey go out. But you've still got to perform. And Brock Purdy looked ordinary, probably for the first time this season, didn't look very good at all. And we had seven second half possessions seven, which is very unusual in a game to have that many because our defense kept getting the ball back from their offense. I mean, bear in mind they had a new starting quarterback because Deshaun Watson was out. So they had PJ Walker in at quarterback. Therefore, we were getting decent stops. He threw two interceptions. But in our first six possessions of the second half, we managed 21 total yards, which is really, really bad for an offence that's been dominating as much as we have.
1: The Browns sort of did get lucky. On some of the occasions, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, that the injuries, I feel like, did obviously affect your offence. Obviously, it wasn't the best offensive performance. I mean, it was obviously unlucky with the field goal. I felt like the Niners honestly should have won that game. It was just a bit of unluckiness that let the Browns win that game.
0: I think everybody has injuries and it has to be next man up. And I think, therefore, you know, OK, we lost key players. So is every team out there, and so you know you, you've you've got to step up and uh, and do the best you can without them. Right next up, we had the New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans. We both went Saints. We were both wrong with the Texans running out twenty thirteen winners.
1: I mean, like the Texans' defense played pretty good against Saints' offense. The Saints' offense didn't look too great. I mean, they drove down the field at the end, had a fourth down at the Texans' like ten yard line. Derek Carr threw it. It was like a jack ball in the end zone, but it fell incomplete. So a bit unlucky for the Saints. I must say the Texans are looking like a good football team right now. Looking good on defence, good on offence. I think they could be back.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was watching this one on red zone. I thought the Saints had plenty of opportunities to come back, but the Texans did shut them down. So fair play. I think the Saints' defence looks strong, but it's their offence definitely that's that's letting them down. Yeah. Next up, we had the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. You went Colts, I went Jags. And pleased to say, I was right. Jaguars running out to a really big lead before the Colts made it probably closer score wise than it actually was with a couple of late TDs. But the Jags eventually won 37 20. Very happy with this one, weren't you? Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we had a good start to the game. Obviously, the Colts did start to score a bit late, but we did manage to hold it on. My one big concern is that Trevor Lawrence got hit by two Colts defenders and it hurt his elite and he's questionable to play in week seven and that could be quite bad for us. So I really hope he's able to play.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Next up, we had the Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. We both went Dolphins. We were both right. The Dolphins won this comfortably in the M42-21. But we were watching this on Red Zone, weren't we? And suddenly the Panthers scored, got a stop, and then scored again, and were up fourteen nothing. And we were looking at each other, just saying, "Surely not! No, the winless Panthers are not going to win this." But then normal service resumed, and the Dolphins just ran away with it in the end, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyrant Kill did get injured, but I think he came back. So yeah, that that that, that would have been quite bad for the Dolphins because he um, at times, carried that offense with a speed. Yeah, one thing I have noticed about the Panthers is like they are scoring quite a lot of points on offense, but the defense has let them down this year.
0: Next up, we had the New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. We both went Raiders and we were both right with them finishing up 21-17. Patriots, again, looked pretty poor. Raiders got the safety at the end just to tie it up, sacking Mac Jones in the end zone. Yeah, again, Patriots just don't look like they've got much about them, do they?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, this is just looking like a poor football team, a poor organisation. I mean, Bill Belichick, I think, he's he's not really looking like a good coach. Something just not clicking with the Patriots. I mean, the Raiders are showing some spark, but they're not looking like one of the outstanding football teams in the NFL.
0: No, sure, because the Raiders quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, went out with a back injury, didn't he? And uh, and he's obviously now questionable for week seven. And so Brian Hoyer came in and did just enough to get them the win. Next up, we had the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We both went Lions and it was easy in the end, wasn't it? They won 20 points to six. Uh, Two field goals for the Buccaneers was all they could manage. So, yeah, easy win for the Lions, who look very, very good at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Delante looking like an outstanding football team. They are, like, one tied for, I believe, the best record in the NFL. I mean, people thought they would be good, but not this good, not not as good as they have been. So, yeah, the Bucs just looking poor. Obviously, they had quite a good start to the year, but now they are starting to slow down a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's like I said last week, the Bucs have got quite a soft schedule. They got their wins against weaker teams, but this is the second decent team they play that's handled them quite capably. Next up we had the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. We both went Rams. It's pretty easy in the end, wasn't it? Twenty six points to nine. Cardinals weren't really in it at all. It was it was Rams from start to finish.
1: Yeah, I mean the Cardinals did get off to a three nothing start. I mean, but the Rams just ended up dominating the game. Held the Cardinals to, I believe, three field goals. The Rams just dominated on offense with Cooper Cup that you know that can make that offense quite better. And yeah, the Rams are just the better team.
0: Next up, we had another big shock. We had the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. We both went Eagles, as I'm sure the majority of NFL fans did. The Jets pulled off a bit of a miracle, didn't they? Winning 20 points to 14. I'm still stunned as to how the Eagles managed to lose this one. Had so many opportunities to win it. Seemed to almost take the foot off the gas. They were leading 14-12. Had chance after chance to increase that lead and just almost just wanted to play conservative. And then Jalen Hurst threw the most ridiculous pick with less than two minutes to go that was run back to about the Eagles' eight-yard line. And then the Eagles all backed off to let the Jets score, and Brees Hall took it in, and then they got the two-point conversion, so up 2014. So suddenly the Eagles, they've got over a minute and a half, was it a minute and 46 or something? Two timeouts, yep. easily should have gone down and been able to score the game-winning touchdown. Went four and out. Just really bad play calling, really bad execution. Just Eagles took their eye off the ball. A well-deserved Jets win because they were defensively superior.
1: Yeah, I mean, the offense didn't form that good, but the Jets' defense put the clamps on the Eagles. I like, I was shocked when I saw this result. Yeah, I mean, generally hurts that I had like four inceptions. I think their defense shut down that Eagles offence. And, yeah, the Eagles went off to a far start, a really fast start. You know, they kept scoring, and then they just stopped scoring. You know, they just couldn't move the ball on the Jets.
0: Then we had the Sunday night game, which is the New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. We both went Bills, and we were right. But I'll tell you what, we were nearly blooming wrong, weren't we? Yeah. This was much closer than I thought it would be. The Bills eventually winning 14 points to nine. The Giants messed up at the end of the first half. They were in the red zone think they were at the one yard line there was only about 15 seconds to play and so they called a passing play but Pryor Taylor who was playing in place of Giant's quarterback Daniel Jones had been told previously that in this play if he saw that the defense were giving him the opportunity to audible to a run play he should do so whether he thought they had a timeout in their back pocket or not I don't know but he audible to the run play Saquon Barkley was stopped at the one and they didn't have time to spike the ball before the clock ran out. So they could have got a field goal that could have completely changed the outlook of the game, but didn't, missed out. And Brian Daybold, the Giants head coach, was absolutely fuming. And then late doors, they're in the red zone. Again, if they got three points, they would only have needed a field goal to win the game. And they threw to the end zone, had a pass interference call on them. So with zero seconds left on the clock, they were allowed to run one more play from the one yard line and threw incomplete, through to Darren Waller in the end zone, who looked like he was interfered with. didn't <laughs> it looked like another pass interference, but they were never going to call two pass interference calls in the end zone back to back. And so the Bills held on. But really, the Giants have to see this as a missed opportunity.
1: Yep, the Giants should have won that game. The Bulls got very lucky, I think.
0: Yep, and then finally we had the Monday night game, which was the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers. We both went Cowboys. We were both right. 2017. I mean, it was a tight game, but I think probably the right team won. The Chargers just don't look themselves at the moment. A lot of people had them picked to have a decent playoff run. They just seem to be beating themselves at the moment. And the Cowboys, obviously, a nice bounce-back win for them after the humiliation against the 49ers.
1: Yeah, the Chargers, I mean, like, on paper, this roster looks really good, but they're not really showing it on the field. You know? Definitely. And the Cowboys, you know, they are, honestly. But, I mean, obviously, the loss against the Cardinals wasn't very good, and especially the loss against the Niners was very bad for them, very humiliating. But, you know, they managed to bounce back this week.
0: Yeah, right. so that's all of week six's game. So now we'll look forward to the week seven slate. Starting with the Thursday night game, the four and two Jacksonville Jaguars at the three and three New Orleans Saints. Who are you going for in this one?
1: It's a tough one, but I'm going to go with the Saints because I mean like this is still a team that has like a good defense, can have a good offense at times. And this thing like obviously we're away, it's at New Orleans. And plus, Trevor could not be playing, so that would mean CJ Beathard would be starting, who hasn't, like, made a start, I think. Well, he did make a start last year, but for about just a few minutes against the Lions when Trevor got hurt last year. Apart from that, he has not played in the past few years in, like, an actual regular season game, so I don't know if he'll really be ready to play if Trevor's hurt. But if even if Trevor is OK, he could be affected by that knee injury.
0: Right, well I'm afraid this is going to be our first disagreement of the week because I'm going Jacks. I still think you can do it. I think Trevor is absolutely critical to this. Because yes, the Saints have a good defence, but they have a good run defence. They don't have a good pass defence. So if Trevor can be there and start chucking the ball about to all his great receivers, I think they can put the Saints under pressure. The Saints run defence, however, has not allowed a receiving or rushing touchdown to a running back this season. So if Trevor's not there and they try and put the game on Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby, I think they could be in trouble. So absolutely critical that Trevor's there. I'm hoping he will be there and I'm hoping they can do the business. Just out of interest, Doug Peterson has coached seven Thursday night games. How many do you think he's won?
1: All seven, maybe he's won
0: all seven. He's never lost a game that he has coached on Thursday night football. So, I'm hoping come Friday morning, well, that record will still be in place and he'll be a eight of eight. So, fingers crossed for the Jacks. Next up, we're into the Sunday slate. We've got the five and one Detroit Lions at the four and two Baltimore Ravens. This one, I'm going for the Lions. The Ravens are a good team, they're obviously just coming back from a, a decent London win. But I think the Lions are probably up in the top three now. I can't see many teams who are better than them at the minute. Probably Eagles and 49ers. You put the Lions up against the likes of the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC and I think they would give them a really good game. So I think the Lions are really strong. I think that in going to Baltimore, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be really head-to-head. This is one of the ones that I found it hard to call, but I'm reasonably confident that the Lions can do it.
1: Yep, well, we're going to have an agreement because I, too, am going to go with the Lions. I mean, shoot, we all remember two years ago, Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal, the longest field goal in NFL history, to beat the Lions, and I think they could be really mad about that and take it all out on this game. The Lions are the better team. I feel like the Ravens, I mean, they've had their sparks, but they've also had their, like, a bad game, a Against the Steelers, which they did lose, which I feel like they really should have won. And they've had some mid-games. And, see, so yeah, I just think the Lions will be able to take them down. The Lions' offence is looking strong. The Lions' defence is looking strong. The Lions, yeah, they're looking like one of the best teams in the league right now.
0: Yeah, agreed. Next up, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders at 3-3. Three and three, At Chicago Bears at 1-5. and five. Who are you picking in this one?
1: I'm going to go for the Bears. Justin Fields could not be playing, but I think the Bears, I just have a feeling, this is one of those gut feelings. I just feel like the Bears can somehow take down the Raiders. I think this could be a bit like the Bears' commanders. I think the Bears are able to show out the rookie QB. You know, he has experienced an NFL game in case Justin Fields isn't playing could come out there and perform really well. He did have a touchdown last week. And, yeah, I just have think that Bears will be able to pull it
0: up. OK, well, yeah, we're going to have another disagreement on this one because I'm going Raiders. I don't really like the Raiders, but I think defensively they're much better than the Bears. The Bears' defence is very, very poor indeed. I'm not sure Justin Fields is going to be playing and that's going to make a massive difference. So Bears without Fields, Raiders defence storming all over that Bears offence. I think the Raiders will come away with a win. Next up we have the 3-2 and Cleveland Browns at the 3-3 and Indianapolis Colts. I'm going for the Browns. The Colts have just announced that Anthony Richardson is going to be having season-ending shoulder surgery. That's not easy to say after a couple of points. And that means that Gardner Minshew is going to be in for them for the rest of the season. Minshew's a decent player, obviously a former starter and one of the better backups in the league, but he's no Anthony Richardson and I think it makes him a lot more one-dimensional. Browns are coming off an absolutely fantastic win for the franchise. don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be back, but I expect him to be. So I can see this being quite an easy Browns win.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. If Anthony Richardson was starting, I may go with the Colts. But obviously he's not, he's out for the year. I mean, Minshew Mania, don't count out Minshew I think the Browns' defence is going to be too strong for him. Yeah, I just think the Browns' offence will be able to get sort of an easy win against them.
0: Next up, we've got the 4-2 and two Buffalo Bills at the 1-5 and five New England Patriots. How are you calling this one?
1: Bills. Sort I have to say, and I think everyone in this world would probably agree with me. Like, let's be honest here: the Patriots—they're just looking like the worst team in the league. I think, honestly, they're just looking absolutely awful. Don't have a good offense. Don't have a good defense. This could be like a a seventy-point Bills win. Like, I think the Bills could just take off, leave New England behind. Yeah, I think the Bills just easy going to win this one. And if you pick the Patriots, I may think you're drunk. So
0: well, I'm not, and I would never pick the Patriots anyway. I'm going Bills as well. Bills didn't have a very good performance last week, and every time the Bills don't play well, they come back the next week and absolutely knock the doors off someone. And I think that's going to happen to the Patriots this week. As you say, Patriots, one of the poorest teams in football, really dreadfully bad. Both sides of the ball just doesn't seem to be clicking. Bills are going to come in and I think stomp all over them. So Bills win for me. Next up, we've got the 3-3 three and three Washington Commanders at the 1-5 and five New York Giants. I'm going Commanders in this one. As I say, much like the Patriots, the Giants, for me, are one of the worst teams in football. They have had a difficult start, and their schedule does get easier now. But this is a divisional matchup. Sam Howe's looking all right. The defence, I think, will swarm all over the Giants. And I think the Commanders are going to take care of business.
1: Yeah, just easily the Commanders are going to win this game. The Giants. I mean, like they've had a comeback win. I mean, like some of these games, they have been close and they've been unlucky to lose them. They probably should have won them, but at the same time, what they can win is they just won those teams that are just good enough to take them down.
0: Next up, three and three Atlanta Falcons at the three and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you see this one going?
1: I'm going to go with the Falcons to win this game. I think the Falcons are just pretty much a better team if i'm just being perfectly honest the bucks are a bit confusing to me a bit like i said with the jets last week the bucks are just one of those teams that has those good games but they also can just have an utterly awful game the next week so i think the falcons are you know i mean you've got Bijan robinson you've got playmakers on that team i think that falcons are just better you know
0: OK, uh, another disagreement. I'm going with the Buccaneers in this one. Uh, I'm kind of jumping off the Falcons bandwagon for two reasons. Desmond and ridder He just doesn't look like a good enough starting quarterback in the NFL. He's had a couple of decent games, but on the whole, I'd say he's been poor and he's now reached a stage where he's starting to lose some games, which is exactly what he did against the Commanders last week. The Bucks. Very up and down, but I can see them taking care of business here. They're at home. They're coming off a very disappointing defeat, which I did see coming, but I think they'll bounce back strong. And I can see them just about doing enough to take down a Falcons team that I think is now struggling, which is a shame because they've got a great run game a really poor passing game and you sometimes you reach a stage like they did last week if you're down by eight not much time left on the clock you've got to get down quickly and that means you're putting it in the hands of somebody who i don't think is good enough to bear the load right next up we have the three and two pittsburgh steelers at the three and three los angeles rams i'm going to go rams in this one even though they're divisional rival and i'd love it if they lost but I think the Steelers are too up and down for me. I think Kenny Pickett is not performing the way that they obviously wanted him to. They are coming off a bye, so they'll be well rested. But I think the Rams coming off quite an easy win against the Cardinals. So I think the Rams are on a roll. And I think they're being at home, they're going to do enough to take care of a Steelers side that's always defensively strong. But you need offense to beat the Rams. And I don't think they've got it.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Like Their defense is looking strong. And the Rams offense has been looking good, but like have struggled at times. If the Steelers can shut down the Ravens offense, I think they can shut down the Rams offense. And the offense can, you know, move the ball. And I think they'll be able to beat the Rams. So I'm just going with my gut.
0: Okay. Next up, we got the 1-5 Arizona Cardinals at the 3-2 and two Seattle Seahawks. Who are you backing on this one?
1: I'm going to go with the Seahawks to win this game. The Seahawks are just a better team. The Seahawks have more talent than the Cardinals do. Even though the Cardinals have been looking decent in some games, I think that really bad loss to the Rams is going to affect them getting their heads. And yeah, the Seahawks are just a better team, I think, I mean, they did come off quite a bad loss, but I think they'll be able to bounce back and get quite a comfortable win this week.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. The Cardinals, I do feel for them. They're giving it a really good try, but they're just not there across the board. It's still very much rebuilding, so you can understand how they're 1-5. and Seahawks should have won last week, will be absolutely smarting from that one, and I think they're going to come out and take it out on the Cardinals, particularly being at home with their 12th man, getting behind them. So easy Seahawks win for me in this one. And then we've got the 2-3 and three Green Bay Packers at the 1-5 and five Denver Broncos. I'm going Packers in this one. I said before I'm never going to pick the Broncos again, and I'm absolutely sticking to that. The Packers don't look great. But on their day, I think they can take down the weaker sides. And the Broncos are definitely one of the weakest sides in the NFL. So Packers win for me. Don't we have much more to say than that?
1: Yeah, the Packers have so much more talent. I think, honestly, the Packers are just the better team. And yeah, the Broncos are just looking like a poor team, honestly. I mean, the defence honestly hasn't been looking good as I thought it would look. The offence has been looking pretty awful, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with the Pickers' win.
0: Cool. Then we've got the 2-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers at the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Which way are you going on this one?
1: I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this game. But I think this game could be quite close. I mean, the Chargers, they're showing bits of talent. But what the Chiefs are the better team. But, like, so far this year, the Chiefs have not been able to really put it away against bad teams I'm going to go with the Chiefs win, but I think the Chargers could stick into this game. Nothing this game will be closer than some people think.
0: Yep, I agree. I think the Chargers have been disappointing, but I think they're going to give the Chiefs a good game. It'll be close, but I just see the Chiefs coming out winning this one, as you say. I think they just have enough quality across the board. They've just got Nicole Hardman, who they lost to free agency at the end of last season. He signed with the Jets, but has just been traded back. So hopefully Mahomes will now have another receiver that he trusts. So that will help them out. The Chargers, they'll make a game of it, but they're just not really good enough. I think they've really underperformed according to what people's expectations were this season. So, yeah, Chiefs win for me, maybe by touchdown. And then we've got what is almost certainly the game of the week, the Sunday night game. We've got the 5-1 Miami Dolphins at the 5-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this one's really tough. Like I say, almost certainly the game of the week. Really tough one to call. You've got an electric Dolphins offense and a good defense against an Eagles side that has spluttered at times this season and definitely last week. But I think the Eagles... Need this one more than the Dolphins do. I know that's a funny thing to say because everybody needs the win. But if you have a look at the Eagles schedule coming up over the next few weeks, they've got a tough one. They've got some tough games. They are playing the Bills, they're playing the Chiefs, they're playing the 49ers, and they're playing the Cowboys twice. So they do not have an easy schedule, which means they need to be picking up wins anywhere they can. And I think late night, prime time, At home, massive crowd. I think they're just going to do enough. I think the Eagles are going to come back and prove themselves to be a contender after last week's disappointment. So I'm going Eagles. What about you?
1: I'm going to go the Dolphins. We're going to have a disagreement here. You've got Tyree Kill, you've got Jalen Waddell. You've got so many playmakers on that team, the Eagles. I think that loss will get in their heads big time. The Dolphins, I just think they're going to be able to pull this one out. Yeah, I think the Eagles could drop some games, you know, because, yeah, it's like you said, they have got a tough schedule. Maybe a few of those games they will be able to squeak out. I don't know, maybe the Chiefs. I mean, definitely not the Niners, I don't think. I think the Niners will be able to take them down. But maybe on the Cowboys games, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to go to the Dolphins' to game because I just think they're going to be able to show up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll be close. The Eagles have also got a lot of injuries at the minute wide receiver they're struggling. out did you hear who they signed at wide receiver no julio jones now if that isn't a desperation move in today's nfl i don't know what is talk about a player whose career has taken a massive downturn lately and his last time at the titans was really disappointing you know, he barely performed at all if they're going to get him they're struggling and i think uh yeah this will be a really tight game but i'm just gonna go eagles And then finally, we've got the Monday night game, which is my San Francisco 49ers with a 5-1 record at the 2-4 Minnesota Vikings. Who are you going with on this one?
1: I'm going to go with the Niners. I think they did come off sort of an unlucky loss, and I think they're going to move on from that, and I think they're going to take that loss out on the Vikings. The Vikings without Jay Jettis. I don't think they'll be able to get this win. I think the Niners are the better team. Like I've said quite a few times, actually, in this podcast, the Betts team usually comes out on top.
0: Yeah, I agree. For better or worse, I'm going with the Niners on this one as well. I mean, the Vikings, I thought, were lucky last week. I think that was more that the Bears lost it than the Vikings won it. Vikings, I didn't see much of them to impress me. As you say, Justin Jefferson is such a huge loss for them. He's, He's an absolute playmaker for them. Kirk Cousins will do what Kirk Cousins does. And even if we have players out with injury, I mean, Jordan Mason should be a decent replacement for Christian McCaffrey if he doesn't play. And he's the one who seems to be the greatest risk at this point. But I think the Niners will be looking to bounce back. Last week will have hurt them. Their pride will have been hurt. And I think, therefore, they're going to come out and I think they're going to be able to do enough, even with injuries, to put away a very disappointing Minnesota Vikings team. So I'm going Niners as well. And that's it. That's the slate for week seven. Only 13 games because we have bye weeks for the Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jets and the Titans. Unbelievable. Six teams off in a week. Yep. But that's it for this week's show. So for the Double G NFL Picks podcast, I've been Graham.
1: And I've been Griffin.
0: Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. There was no foul on the play. It was not a hold. The the defender was just overpowered. (laughs) The defender was overpowered so much it looked like a (laughs) hole.